Welcome to the Practice Squad Sports Podcast. Uh, it has been a wild 24 hours and even a wilder week in the NBA world. So um, we're here to discuss all of that, especially the Kawhi Leonard trade in this episode. Uh, here with me today to talk about all of that, I have Max Richardson and Jared Lenahan. Gentlemen, how are we? I'm good, thanks, Rory. Yep, uh, yeah. ready to tuck in. Not not the uh, destination Kawhi going to the Clippers that I wanted, but oh well. What did you want? I wanted Kawhi to go to the Lakers. Yeah, you're a fuckwit. You? Um, it's been a very exciting 24 hours. I was at the gym when it broke and then instant pandemonium for me. I was just sitting there on my phone just refreshing Twitter nonstop. Um, it's exciting. It's one of the best NBA free agencies I can recall. Definitely the most active out of the gate. Um that I think we've ever had, really. I think it was something like $1.3 billion of contracts were, su- were agreed on in the first 30 minutes or so of free agency. And then a uh, bit of a lull, but then all of this coming through created... Took away from the uh, the sort of confusion of the earthquake in Summer League yesterday. Um, but, so, Kawhi Leonard... Signs a four-year, $141 million deal with the LA Clippers. Uh, a bit of a surprise in retrospect. I think... Uh, I mean, it always it always seemed like the Lakers didn't really fit, fit his personality. You know, they've got all of that media circus, all of the, all of the attention focused on them. Not really what you would expect from Kawhi. Uh, and I know that even with that awareness, as time went on, it seemed sort of more and more likely that he was signing with the Lakers. Um, but in retrospect, no one really knew anything. Uh, and he ended up signing with the Clippers. And the uh, the big shock of the day, somehow, wasn't that Kawhi signed with the Clippers. It was the uh, fallout of that with the Oklahoma City Thunder trading Paul George to the Clippers for um, four unprotected first-round picks a lottery-protected first-rounder, and two pick swaps, uh, along with Danilo Gallinari and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So there's a lot to discuss uh, just in terms of that alone. Um, I mean, this is sort of the biggest shock that I can ever really remember in the NBA. I mean, I mean, you are used to sort of things being a bit more covered this came out of nowhere. There was no awareness that anything like this was going to happen. Uh, so what did you guys think about that? I think the craziest part about the whole thing, and it just sums up Kawhi Leonard as a human, is that no one knew what he was doing. He met up with Paul George in LA during the week. No one knew about that. He's lobbying for Paul George to join him, whether it was in Toronto. There was a discussion about them dealing him to Toronto instead and them signing both there. All this going on, well, we're we're all steered towards the Lakers, whether we believed it or not, but the hype was towards the Lakers. And this is all going on in the background and not one person had a clue what was going on. And then at one o'clock in the morning, American, well, LA time, it just breaks and it just melts everything down. It's crazy. Yeah, for me, the interesting thing was um, there was quite a bit of talk with Kawhi that he was going to probably only sign a two-year deal. So that way he can get to the 10-year experience 
which then gives him access to um, a high percentage of when he can sign a contract extension. So I think I do find it interesting and quite unique, really, that he did go for the four years and took the money. Um, I know it was reported this morning that um, Masai Ujiri, in talks with um, Press, Sam Presti, didn't want to give up um, Pascal Siakam. So whether or not that's a decision that will be looked back on in a couple of years as um, one that they should have made or potentially not, depending on the trajectory that we see Siakam continuing to go. The thing for me was with Kawhi, we speak about the length of the deal. It was never really, he's never really been about money. He was in San Antonio. He was up for a max of 221 million, I believe was the quote. He then goes to Toronto. The quote on the max is 174 or something around that, I believe. And now he's up for four, 141. So he's essentially um, $80 million worse off based on his movements. But he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's orientated around money. Um, but I like it for the Clippers, the fact that he signed four years, because I was looking at the amount they've given up in this whole situation. But the fact that they've got Paul George for, uh, I believe, three more years, or is it three more years? And then they've got Kawhi for four. So while they're mortgaging the house for both of them, they've got them both for at least three years, or so you'll assume. So that's that's good for the Clippers. Um, yeah, I think it's sort of an interesting uh, contrast of now where the two organisations are at in Toronto and the Clippers. Um, I mean, Toronto got their championship, maybe now a bit less of an urgency to sort of give up their future uh, for another one. And I feel as though Masai Ujiri might have sort of considered that and thought, well, uh, you know, we, we just won a championship and we're really leveraging like our future talent, our future draft picks, uh, if we are to do trade that away to get Paul George to help Kawhi. Um, whereas the Clippers obviously haven't really been that successful of a basketball organisation and feel that urgency to compete and to be a contender and to win. So, um, I mean, we were talking about how much they were giving up the house. So, um, I mean... Danilo Gallinari, a very handy player. Uh, Shea Gorgeous-Alexander, probably one of the brightest young yeah, prospects I, I'm really that are out him. there right now. Yeah. Lengthy, athletic, plays good defense. Yeah, um, well. and Danilo Gallinari last season, well, in the last few seasons, he's actually been historic with his efficiency in scoring. He's the most efficient scorer in the NBA. Um, and on a Clippers team, it was very much a system team. He was putting up 18, I believe, or 19 points on ridiculous shooting splits. Um, so he's a very efficient scorer, and when you're in a team with Russell Westbrook, you're not going to get that many looks, or are you? I don't know, probably not. Um, so when you've got the ball, you need to make it count. Whether Westbrook's going to stay or not, we'll get into that, but um, yeah. he's actually a good piece to have around Westbrook because he's a low-profile, efficient scorer. Yeah, um, and so the full picks are as followed, as follows, sorry. So there's a... 2021 unprotected pick from Miami. Which, which has been traded three times now. That, yeah. Originally, that was and the, to get rid of Goran Dragic. Um, and then that was untraded from Phoenix to Philly for Mikhail Bridges. And now and then Philly traded it to the Clippers for Tobias Harris. And now it's being moved again. And that could very well be a valuable pick. Um, yeah. It's sort of hard to get a sense of where Miami is will be. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler obviously yeah, well, adds adds something. 
But um, I mean, it's if you want a guy who wants a retirement tour like Dwayne Wade's, then you're probably going to play pretty well. So not yeah. that pick. Yeah. Um, 2022 Clippers unprotected first rounder. Uh, 2023 lottery protected Miami first rounder. Um, pick swap with the Clippers in 2023. 2024 Clippers unprotected first rounder. 2025 pick swap with the Clippers and a 2026 Clippers unprotected first rounder. So a huge, huge uh, amount of picks. I mean, unprecedented. Uh, we were talking about how the, how much the Lakers gave up just a few weeks ago for Anthony for Anthony Davis, and now the Clippers give up even more than that. And when you um, think about it. This is all. This whole package has come from Serge Ibaka. I was just about <laughs> oh, well, to read that out. I, I had that say, pulled up, ready Serge to read Ibaka it out. Serge Ibaka was traded to the Magic for Oladipo and Sabonis. Yep. And then they got flipped for Paul George, and now that's been turned into this massive haul. So essentially, and he plays for the Raptors, who are also <laughs> involved in this. So it's a big full circle, isn't it? I literally just pulled that up yeah. to read that out when I had a second, and they've literally turned Serge Ibaka into all of that and it's crazy how things work like that sometimes and everyone was talking kind of throughout the off season oh what's Oklahoma City going to do because they they were so like um, hamstrung by that cat with Adams Westbrook and George and um, the other two probably you you were nearly almost going to have to attach an asset to get rid of those contracts and now you look turn around and they've got this massive haul I I think it's it's not good to lose a star like Paul George, but if you're getting this return, then... At the end of the day, for me, I think Oklahoma were at their ceiling. They had two seasons with Paul George and Russell Westbrook together on that team. And I'm not the biggest Russell Westbrook fan in the first place. I mean, I admire his energy and his ability, like his ability as a basketball player, but I just don't think he's the, the makes the right decisions in the right times and is going to be the leader of a you know franchise that win a, win a title. Um, and I think they were kind of in a corner and they saw that we are currently at our absolute ceiling. We can't attain anyone. We're maxed out in cap. We can't do anything. We've got all our star players locked up. We, we can't add anything. So they're in a position, they're like, they're looking in LA, they're going looking at the Lakers and going, are we going to beat the Lakers? Are we going to beat the Utah Jazz? Are we going to beat the Denver Nuggets? Like we saw last season that we were unable to do that and we couldn't do anything to get better whilst the young Nuggets have gotten a year older. The Lakers have got Anthony Davis. The Jazz have added a bunch of stuff. Portland probably still beat Oklahoma in a series. So they had to do something. Um, And I think dealing Paul George for all this gives them, going forward, a bunch of options. They can retool around Westbrook. They can try and deal Westbrook and blow it entirely up. Um, It just depends on what they think. You know, they they are a market that's hard to sell at times. So are they going to keep Westbrook just for that. You know, we have Russell Westbrook factor to keep, you know, people coming through the door to watch Russell Westbrook put up numbers and then to remain somewhat relevant or are they going to try and, you know, go for a full traditional rebuild, blow it up completely? It'll definitely be interesting to see what they do. Um, I mean, let's let's get into what, what we think the Thunder will do yep. going on. Um, there are reports that uh, the front office has met with Russell Westbrook to discuss the future of the organization and uh, the future of Westbrook as well with talks of him being traded have, have taken place. Um, I mean, the bigger issue for me is uh, 
I mean, Westbrook has a very relatively untradeable contract. Four years, $170 million remaining yeah. is the quote. Yeah. And he's earning $47 million in that last year yep. as well. It's um, So, but just because of the nature of the player that he is, I'm sure there will be a market out there for him, but I'm not sure if it's what the Thunder might want. Um, or And I'm not sure that they'll get the value that they think they deserve it's just a, for him. It's just a really funny one because the, it's obviously he's an MVP that it's clear what Russell Westbrook is, but it's not like due to his contract and kind of how he plays, it's not that final piece to a championship team. It's kind of more for me personally, he's the guy you want to bring in and become the new franchise, you know, build the franchise around this guy. So it's going to obviously have to be a team that's been down in the dumps and has cap space, perhaps. But I just, don't, I just don't think it's like there's a team out there, one with the cap space or the ability to do it, that go, oh, if we get Russell Westbrook, we're going to win a championship. I thought it was going to have to be a team that's kind of right at the doorstep and they just need that next thing, like a Miami or someone. Yeah. Not really enough to yeah. come out. You don't really it's... want to give away future assets. Russell Not so much give up future assets, but it's a team that are kind of, they're just going nowhere and they just need something. Like, I, I, I don't really, I can't, maybe Chicago perhaps, but like, I just, I don't know. It's just a really weird player to be on the trade block for me. It's just a really peculiar one. And I, yeah, I'm trying to jig my mind, trying to think about what direction would be good for him. But it's just with his contract and just how he plays and stuff, it's just, it's really, you know, it's got me puzzled. I think it's quite a unique situation just in sort of, as you were noting, the uniqueness of the player himself, but also sort of the cap issues as well. I mean, it's such a huge um, cap hit and how many teams there are that can make a deal work just with that alone is sort of already somewhat diminished. Um, So... Definitely something that sort of, I mean, Sam Presti is pretty good at making deals, as as we can sort of now see, uh, but I'm not sure if there are all of that many options if available. It, just a quick like a question, here. like uh, remove cap issues and all that kind of thing. If there was a team right now in the NBA, what team does Russell Westbrook fit on in the NBA right now? That's not Oklahoma. Uh, uh, steer clear from. Obviously, don't go for the obvious as the Lakers or whatever. Miami yeah. Heat's a good point. And they do like having stars in Miami. Yeah. Um, put him with Butler. And it would be interesting to see Russ go to the East. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, I was thinking maybe Miami as well. Um, but it's like I said, like you sit there. Orlando, Orlando near the point guard. Yeah. Mm. Um, but whether they would want to give up assets, I doubt they would. They've, they've, they've been very kind of... Um, like methodical with their approach. And Orlando are kind of just cruising along. They're not in a hurry by the looks of it. Yeah, they're just Jeff looking. Altman's really got them. Yep. Yeah, I think they really have sort of a a plan as mm. to where they're going as well. And, and they're I'm not, not in sure a rush. if Russ yep. Yep. if Russ would fit in. And with for that. you, for you, would you say Miami as well, Roy? I think Miami. I was thinking. I mean, Charlotte have that issue where they've sort of been going nowhere for a long time. So whether this is something that sort of kickstarts something I believe else, I'm technically not sure, they'd have the cap as well I think I'm not sure Charlotte I don't think I th- they would be able to uh, they might be able to, I'm actually not sure with Rosie what did he get 23 I think he got 3 years 58 so yeah like I mean we're sitting here and I mean we're never short of an idea and we're sitting here looking at each other puzzled over the fact that 
we just can't pick a landing spot for Russell Westbrook, really. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of the even for us. Like I've got wild ideas coming out my Tim brain. Wolves, you, I mean, potentially they could um, they almost just flip Wiggins for Westbrook. Would that work? But would the Oklahoma sure looking for assets? Would Wiggins be what you want to get in return for your uh, marquee player in a full rebuild or re- rejig of your roster? I don't think I'd want Andrew Wiggins. Uh, yeah, I mean they could turn it into a three teamer and um. Yeah, try and get some assets and offload Wiggins elsewhere. Yeah. Um. Another another thing while we're talking about Russell Westbrook, I don't think this is an in, this this one with um Paul George leaving. I don't think this is an indictment on Russ. Like this wasn't because of no. Russ's personality. I think this was more so. Um, Kawhi came to Paul George and said, "Look, I've got this really good opportunity." Let's go to LA together. In LA, they're both from LA, so yeah. I, I, and I don't think it's necessarily that Paul George and Russ didn't get on. They looked like they were got on really well. So, if um, any commentary about that this was Russ's fault, I don't think that. I actually the case. saw Paul George's farewell Instagram post this morning, in which he addressed Russell Westbrook directly, and Russell replied to him on it. So it seems like there's absolutely no bad blood there. But like, I think it just comes back to me. Coming back, like, Paul George put up a career year. I believe he was third in MVP voting. Um, putting up, you know, like, 28-9 or 28-8 and 6 or whatever it was. And really good numbers. And they were just at their max ceiling. And, you know, when you get an opportunity, he looks, sits there and goes, I don't think we're going to win a championship here. He gets a call from one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world right now, and says, come home to LA with me and let's win a chip in LA. That's going to be very enticing for him. Yeah. Um, and it's no hard feelings to Russell Westbrook specifically. And I think it's just Russell Westbrook as a person all, always gets this stuff coming back to him, anything to do with Oklahoma. Um, I do I do think, though, that there is value, especially those small to mid-market teams with not necessarily, like, being a really good team, like, not necessarily having a, being a championship contending team, yeah. but having a roster that can win you 50 games a year because that's going to put... That's going to sell tickets. Like. Yeah. And that, that would probably right now be a good segue into saying if they do not deal Russell Westbrook, how do they now rejig around him to continue? Because if they, if they keep Russell Westbrook, that's them saying we're keeping Russ, we're going to keep winning games. Because with the roster they've got now, minus Paul George, they're probably still a mid-40 win team, I'd suggest, possibly. Like, yeah. I think it's an interesting conversation as to whether they can sort of sneak into the playoffs with that team. Um, like, we did see Russ a few years ago sort of literally drag a team, that a Thunder team, into the eighth seed. Um, but my my read of the situation is, as it stands, the West is just way too loaded. Yeah, the, well, they're definitely not going to be winning playoff series, as I don't think. But no. Gallinari, Gilgis Alexander, Westbrook, Adams... Grant, there's still a respect. They're not the worst roster. They're going to be around that 11 to 7 or 7 to 12 range somewhere. They're not, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So then the question and I is... Think there's a lot of teams vying for that range. Yeah. I mean, if, if looking at last season, if I had to pick just after this, if I had to pick one team to sort yeah. of go fall out of the top eight in the West, it would probably be the Thunder. Yeah, it would um, be now, yeah. But it's like, they... I mean, there's sort of a couple of a bit of a dichotomy of options here in terms of you can either blow it up and get rid of Westbrook or you can use those assets that you gained to make some moves and sort of retool a bit around Westbrook. 
Um, I know. So I know this is completely um, out of left field, and they've this team's consistently said that this player is not available. But Bradley is Bradley Beal a, a player that potentially you could throw half of these picks at and say um, that's that's the kind of player we want to pair with Russ, or I think, Russ and Shea. I think there's been a lot of talk around Bradley Beal in general, just purely because of how in in dire straits Washington are at the moment. And they might see this as an opportunity to kickstart themselves because Bradley Beal has extremely high trade value at the moment. He's 26 years old, playing phenomenal basketball. He's one of my favourite players to watch um, in general. And he right now would be at the peak of his trade value, like right at this very second. I think it would take a lot of those picks that yeah. they just got yeah. to make a move for Bradley Beal. I mean, it does... There's definitely the sort of situation where the Wizards haven't felt like they're getting anything near enough for Bradley Beal, and that's I think that's sort of why he's always been unavailable. Um, so there definitely is potential, I think. Um, but I mean, a team that sort of that's the sort of move that they would need to make. It is, but even so. even so, what's if they, for example, if they got Bradley Beal? It feels like their ceiling is still like about yeah. the same, maybe yeah. a little less, perhaps, depending on how I, you see Paul George. Yeah, Bradley Beal. I mean, I mean the the flipping Paul George for uh, Gallinari and Gorgeous Alexander, oh, yeah, especially plus, if depending improves on if you keep their them. supporting cast, depending on if you keep them as well. Yeah, it's just I can't see them moving Shea. No, um, he's he he's got so much potential. Yeah, potentially they could look to move Gallo. If they want to really rip, um, rebuild, but I think Shea is the one that they will definitely be keeping. Mm. Um, let's move on to another team that was sort of on the outside, um, looking in. The Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they spent a lot of time waiting for Kawhi. Seems from. What I heard from Wojnarowski uh, on the low post earlier, it seems like there was a chance that he did go to the Lakers if the Clippers couldn't pull anything off. Um, but at the end of the day, they spent a lot of time. They missed out on marquee free agents, and now they're filling they a roster. They got Anthony Davis, though. They got Anthony Davis, though. Obviously, they In got back-to-back -back seasons, they've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis... They're, they're still the LA Lakers. Still they're still there. the LA Lakers, but I think it's um, it's not this quite, was this not was the worst case scenario for this whole Kawhi situation for them. Do you th just, they got Anthony just, Davis? No, but like just okay. solely in, in terms of Kawhi. Right. Um, I mean they missed out on um, every free agents, yeah. which they really could have used to build a supporting team. Um, they were sort of lucky that Danny Green was waiting for Kawhi to make his decision because he's a very who, who did player. they miss out on. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Um, I mean... Joe Russell. Yeah. They could have... I need a... Potentially could have Redick as opposed to Danny Green. Pretty similar kind of oh, situation. Danny Green is significantly, significantly better defensively. Um, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Though, I think at the end of the day, I think the I... market for Malcolm Brogdon was more than they would have been able to pay. Yes. But um, I, don't, I think you still... 
if you're the Lakers, you try, oh, you wait it out and you, absolutely. you try and get Kawhi yeah. every single time. But um, if I think that my read of it is that the Lakers are the one losing team in terms of the whole Kawhi situation. Yeah, and you saw the rapid dominoes fall as soon as Kawhi was announced to the Clippers of all these players signing with the Lakers. So they obviously had their um, backup or contingency, not even, plans, contingency yeah. plan was in place. So as soon as Kawhi announced he was off to the... Well, he hasn't even announced it, but as soon as everyone found out he was off to the Clippers, um, the Lakers were very, very quick to wrap up the remainder of their roster, essentially. I think they got a few spots still left. Yeah, um, but their roster's looking pretty full now compared to what it was a few days yeah. ago. Um, and they did well with what was remaining. I mean, yeah, so got DeMarcus Danny. Cousins. I think DeMarcus Cousins, he signed for $2.3 million, which is at a the minimum. minimum. Um, yep. I think that he will be much... I think he'll be better than he was last year. Yes. Um, yep. And I think that he'll be looking His value back will at, be more than his yeah, salary. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think he'll be looking at a sort of... 10 to 15 million dollar contract next year really um depending on i don't i don't see it, see that much i mean he he thought he was going to get 10 plus this year and but he got injured again yeah true. and that's the i think that if he can put together a season and i mean now he has a full summer to get fit to get healthy to get strong again um if he can sort of put together a full season and play there were shades of, you know, there were shades of old Demarcus Cousins. He's just so on the Warriors. Yeah, he's just such a cannonball and just a foul liability all the time. He's just really. But I, I think know, that also comes with how, who he is being unfit. Yeah, well, that which too, is yeah. when you're when you're being rushed back from injury. Um. You know, it takes time to get back into game fitness yeah. and sort of build build up your game awareness, you know? You sort of forget how quick people are and then you're fouling them because they're just blowing by you. The, the issue, like, just moving on, just because i got a thought here, my issue with the Lakers entirely is LeBron, when that Cleveland team he took to the 2017, the last year in Cleveland, 2017-18, was it? 2017-18 finals was probably the worst roster I've ever seen in my life, aside from himself. Um, so you look at that with the Lakers now, like the, their supporting cast is not not something you look at and go, wow, this is awesome. They got a few okay pieces, you know, Danny Green, um, Cousins. But you look at it and you go, it's just really poor. But then you go, oh, it's LeBron and Anthony Davis. They'll carry him to the playoffs, no worries. And then they'll, you know, they'll come up in crunch time. But in the West, it's so heavily contested now. If either of them go down... And or both of yeah. them are now going to be expected for eighty two to for eighty two games to pretty much carry this roster. I think they'll manage them a little bit. Um, but then I mean, why, why don't I, why can't you expect that of twenty five year old Anthony Davis? Because he hasn't shown he's quite injury prone. He is niggling in has lots of niggling injuries all the time. LeBron's getting up there in age as well. Um, and it's just I don't know. It's just like one of them goes down. Well, you're not going to assume, oh, my player's going to get injured or whatever. But you're now expecting them two to carry for 82 games. <coughs> They've got no depth and rotation. Like, if you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, those two, it's pretty much the whole weight of the organisation, as we already know, is on them too, but more so than any other organisation because their supporting cast is far inferior to anyone else's and everything revolves around them. The whole, the whole cap is based around them, everything. I think it's interesting just in sort of 
contrast to the NBA finals that we just saw where role, the importance of role players was so clearly highlighted. I mean... But it um, is still a stars-driven league. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You stars. still need those stars to win. But if you're... I mean, if you're looking at the Clippers and you're looking at the Lakers, the Clippers have such a sort of... such a foundation in that team. Think about the team that they had last year and what they've lost two of those players. Everyone else is coming back as far as I'm aware. And then you add, you replace those two players with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You, um, you lost, yeah, you put... All the role players are there. You put two 28-point-per-game scorers, the finals MVP, the, the third in regular season MVP onto a 48-win team with really good coaching and a really good sense of culture among the players. You've got the sixth man of the year also, Montrez Harrell, who I think's severely underrated. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? The Clippers, if you look at the two rosters now, the Clippers, you look at that and go, wow. Compared to the Lakers where you're going, okay, Alex Caruso is going to start a point guard in this game. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, Rondo will now. Yeah, well, if Rondo, you know what I mean? But, like, there's a high possibility they could roll up a lineup. Caruso, Horton, Tucker, Danny Green, small ball three, Cousins, McGee. You know what I mean? It's just, like, it's really underwhelming. Yeah, not to mention Kuzma's overrated. Yes. Uh, I like Kuzma, but you both really hate him. But I don't hate him. He's just... Overrated. He's just, you know, out of all of the assets that they were willing to give up to the Pelicans. They prioritised They prioritised Kuzma as sort of their key core asset that they wouldn't touch when that was... Probably the one you... Yeah. I mean, Lonzo Ball's got much more potential, Mm. at least. Um, I think it was just more (coughs) to do with the fact that Kyle Kuzma plays well, was showed to play well with LeBron. Well, not even just play well, but... Get along. Get along. He just kind of fits the mould of the guy being LeBron's sidekicks, you know? Yeah, so but that's like... That's that's an issue in itself. Anyway, we're getting off track. Um, I mean... So we, we, we all agree that we think that the Clippers have a better team going into the season? I think... I'm it, not quite there yet, okay. saying that the Clippers are better. I'm 110% convinced in a seven-game series right now the Clippers would beat... The Lakers. I think uh, it'll be that's interesting, but the series has to be at the end of the season. If they played right now, spot up, seven series. Obviously, LeBron and AD's. Look, I don't right now, but after the end, a whole season, you know what I mean. In an actual finals series, I've got the Clippers beating the Lakers, and I'm convinced on that. I know that um, Paul George. I don't think is going to be staying the season either. He's got that shoulder shoulder. Surgery. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to be seeing him straight away. That's a small time of. Bit of information off the side. Um, Yourself? I I think just purely because of the foundation that they have, the Clippers will be the better team. Um, I mean, let's let's move on. What do you mean? Who will get further or who will win more games? I think just... Because I can see a situation where the Lakers go further, but the Clippers win more games. Yeah, I I would think that the Clippers will definitely win more games, but I think in terms of... I think that I would have the Clippers as the championship favourites at the moment. Wow. And I don't know what the betting markets reflect. The Clippers are the favourites. They Thank went straight into $4. Thank you, local betting expert. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, they were into $4 for the title. So. Um, I mean, let's, let's move on to the Clippers. Um, obviously, 
a contender for the first time. I mean, you could argue that they were a contender when, when they had Blake Griffin and CP3. DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul. Um, but this is... This feels like something more than that. Um, and as we noted, championship favourites. So... I mean, let's start with you, Max. You've got the most sort of hesitations about the Clippers. Where where do you? I don't think have. It? I don't think it's a hesitation of the Clippers. I think it's more or less that I just like the Lake. I think the Lakers are not as bad as people think. Is if that makes sense? Yeah. When comparing them, I'm not saying that the Clippers are bad. I'm just saying that I prefer the Lakers more. Do but you? I, I I can see a situation where the Clippers will have the number one seed. Yeah. In the West. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the only fallback to that is the fact that they will manage Kawhi yeah. and maybe even Paul George, given his injury yeah. trouble the last season as well. I, th- I think the big thing with the Lakers is because of LeBron, the down season LeBron had with the injury and all that kind of thing, everyone in sports, I've said this before on podcasts, is out of everything in the whole world, the shortest memory in the LeBron James is the second best player to ever play basketball, depending on you know what I mean. He's the he's second a, best he, player to ever. He's play the basketball. second best player to ever play basketball after Markel Fultz, <laughs> local goat in Philly. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to get into a debate about LeBron standing on the all time greats, but he is one of the best basketball players to ever play basketball. And like I said before, that roster he took to the finals two years ago that was just the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. And it actually put him up a peg for me. And we just have short memories. He hasn't played for a year. And we know he's getting up there in age, but he doesn't seem to be aging at this point. And you add in Anthony Davis, who also, don't want to get into another debate, is a top five NBA player. Definitely a top 10. Definitely a top 10, but he's right around the fringe of a top five NBA player, talent-wise. I don't think it can be argued that when Anthony Davis is playing, when he can play to his full potential, because he's not missing games due to injury or throwing the dummy. Um, yeah. no, I've just he's come, a top five NBA player. I've just come out wild here with a few hot takes there. I didn't want to get into it. But you know what I mean? You're adding you're adding Anthony Davis, who is an undisputed talent. No one's denying it. <coughs> with one of the greatest to ever play the game. And we're, we're kind of neglecting that the fact that that's occurring. Um, one, because of Anthony Davis having an off year, obviously with a few niggling injuries, sitting out, having tantrums, as you said. And then LeBron's off year with his injuries and, you know, adjusting to the LA team. We just have very short memories. So I think they're going to be really good. Um, And I I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up, the fact that I think we have the memory, our memories are just really short and we're kind of sleeping on them in a way now that this has happened the, the Clippers, yeah, people are sleeping. People now, are. People are now sleeping on them. Not sleeping on them, but now are discrediting them. I mean, I, I, a lot of, I'm not disputing how good the, you know, those two players for the Lakers are, but my questions, and I've always had this criticism after the Anthony Davis trade, my questions are, what are you going to do with the rest of the team? Now they're starting to fill out the rest of the team. It's looking somewhat better. I mean, I guess it was sort of expected that they would get favourable veteran minimum contracts from players that want to win a championship. Um, 
and it's looking a little bit better than what I particularly expected. So, so essentially, their starting five will roll out something like Rondo, Danny Green, LeBron, Davis, and Kuzma would be their starting five. Yeah, is is how yes. I view it. If they were to play, a, if they could go more traditional. Davis, Davis has 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 had hesitation playing the five. Yep, so... In New Orleans, he didn't like playing five. So you so could roll out if... McGee or... McGee or um, Cousins yeah. at the five. LeBron playing, obviously, point forward at the, the three, the three with quotation marks. Davis at the four. And then Danny Green and Rondo in the backcourt. Or um, Rondo and or Kuzma. Even, yeah, Kuzma could start on the bench. Kuzma or Kuzma could come from yeah. the bench. Yeah. So, th- th- but, but beyond that, they're not very deep. Beyond that, those no. six players. And that's where I think... That's why I think the Clippers are a better team because they have... You know, they've got Beverly... Um, they've got... I need the Clippers roster. So much information. They have Lou Williams. Montrez Harrell. I honestly reckon Montrez Harrell is one of the most underrated players in the entire... I love Montrez Harrell. He's amazing. They're, like, they're just kind of... They also have um, Zubach. Zubach, yeah. They signed a pretty friendly deal. Um, Landry Shamet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's one that got away. Yeah. So, um, so I think, and that that was a team that played so well last season. You know, took took the Warriors to six games, um, and and you. Add- I, I think I look honestly. If I had to make a pick. Today, I would pick the Clippers to win the championship purely because of what we saw out of Kawhi last year and the fact that, defensively speaking, they have three of the best defenders in the league. I mean, Patrick Beverley's the best small guard defender in the league, arguably. Smart, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, yes, I, I thought... He's definitely yeah. in the conversation. I thought, yeah. I thought you were going to say Matisse Tibble, <laughs> but... <yet>. Um, <laughs> Uh, and Paul George, elite defender, elite defender, Kawhi Leonard, player of the year ca- candidate, um, Kawhi Leonard, elite, elite defender. defender, um, and then to back that up with the fact that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are such dynamic offensive players as well, uh, and I think they would they fit really well. I mean, they're gonna have quite a spaced floor. Um, they got good shooters room around. for Harrell inside. Yep. To do a lot of work, which is Lou where Williams he was most damaging last year. And then Lou Williams with the second unit. Yeah, and then six man of the year, Lou Three Williams. Three times six man of the year. Yeah. And just adding on to Rory's point then, like, I, as we all know, I'm Kawhi's boyfriend. I love Kawhi Leonard. He's my everything. You add him to that roster and Paul George to that roster. Like, it's just... And what the Clippers already had, it's just, I'm with Rory on this one in saying that I think the Clippers, I have the Clippers also for the championship at this point. Um, Lakers are more a sit and see because if you know with what they've got, if those two make it to the playoffs healthy and they've got a favorable draw through the playoffs, that they're going to be very hard to contend with. Um, but the Clippers at this point for me as well, just based on their foundations, adding the current best player in the world in Kawhi Leonard, like, that's not really up for discussion. The last 12 months, it's he's the best player in the world. Paul George, third in MVP voting. You add them two to a beautiful system with a great coach, and they've got great pieces around them. So I, just, I also have them ahead. I think defensively speaking, um, that's sort of what, what really sets it apart 
for me, I think the Lakers will have issues defensively. LeBron James is in an age where he often picks and chooses when he plays defense and when he decides not to, which is fine. He's earned the right to do that. However, in saying that, when he wants to, when it comes to playoffs and he wants to defend, oh yeah, he's absolutely, still in the absolutely, the best lockdown. Um, but outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis, what Kuzma isn't really giving you much defense. You traded away your best defensive talents yes. in Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Um, so let's let's touch on the Raptors quickly. Um, I mean, if you wanted to make, if you have the chance to make the Kawhi Leonard trade, you make it 10 times out of 10. Yes. Um, that's just a no brainer. You want a championship. Um, on the flip side though, if they didn't win a championship, we'd be having a very different conversation, I believe. Yeah. I mean, even if they made the finals, I think that's still justifies it. Yeah. Um, but it is, I mean, it is interesting to think of a world in which the Kawhi shot doesn't bounce four times and go in, mm. isn't it, Max I've, Richardson, I've Philadelphia fan? That. I've called myself thinking about that a lot, actually. Um, but what's so, like what's, <laughs> <laughs> what's next for the Raptors? I mean, do you? They still have a team with quite a bit of talent. I mean, Marc Gasol, uh, Pascal Siakam, obviously has a very bright future. Carl Lowry is still a OG, OG Ananobi coming back. OG Ananobi took the words out of my Serge Ibaka. Um, do you... Probably still a 50-win team, almost. I think you could definitely get a 5 or 6 seed. They're sort of, it's, it sort of feels like they're back to where, they, to where were. they were, with Siakam rising up to sort of take DeMar's, that place that yeah. DeMar DeRozan had. I mean, I think DeRozan's still probably more established. Oh, absolutely, um, DeRozan's a very... Good NBA scorer. He's yeah, a very good player. But but the fact like they were able to get, for example, Gasol, yeah, and whatnot, due to the team they had. Yeah, so, so I, they're still a five six seed. I'd be inclined. I'd definitely be inclined to agree with that. I, do they have the medal to? I don't think they have a championship team anymore. Obviously, no. Um, and I think higher than five or six. You think they the could East, get like yeah. four? Yeah. In the I East, think, well, yeah. I just. They're I in think that pack the now. interesting thing to think about with me is if they didn't make. If Kawhi Leonard wasn't available and they didn't make that trade, there was the expectation that they would sort of... I mean, they were stagnant and they weren't happy with where they were. It's just because so there mainly was the expectation that they were going to blow it up. Um, so now that that's all happened, like, what do you... Are you happy to go back, wait for Pascal Siakam to... Yeah, progress or do you go bit? back to your original thought you, before Kawhi yeah. blow it up? I mean, what's changed in that time period? Uh, their opinions on those guys that they were going to blow it up. What has changed? I well, mean, Siakam has become. That was probably a bit unexpected. The kind of um, leap he yeah. this year. Yeah. So there is potential that you can say, look, we 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 think we can see him being our guy. So maybe that's a reason not to blow it up. I think that might be indicated that that's the case due to Messiah Jury's. Um, hesitance, and he actually refused to deal Pascal Siakam to Oklahoma um, in any negotiation. So I think that kind of, in a way, shows their stance on him as a player um, moving forward, perhaps. Um, 
and it's just like you said, they're going to be kind of in that pack now. I reckon in the east, um, kind of you know, they're going to be thereabouts. Do they? I have... think they're probably in that second, second tier, tier yeah. maybe bordering on third tier. Yeah. Just um, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't think Boston will be in the first tier, and then Indiana and Toronto. I can see. Yeah, I was going to say it depends if you put Boston in the first. Yeah, year but add Oladipo to Indiana. I put them. There is the there expectation well. that Oladipo could be back as soon as like December. Or November. Um, yeah, it's just it's, so, it is a, yeah it is a tough spot for them. Like, would either of you blow it up? What what would you guys do? Oh, I think it's the other thing to consider is what impact does winning a championship have on that mindset? I mean, and that I honestly think that could go either way. I mean, does it, it could go. Judgment and does it ruin it? Does it? Do you go? Well, we did like we won a championship. We did what we wanted to do. I think we've earned the right to, from the from the fans to have a team that, is just isn't quite there. They they're good. They're a four or five seed, but they're just not quite championship material. Or do you look at the fact that you've won a championship and say, that's the goal. That's after we've won one. Like that's the goal, and we're not going to do it with this team. So we should blow it up and give ourselves the best chance to do it in the future. The problem is for me is you want to, you'd want ideally in an ideal world to sit there and see how it plays out for about a year or so. But Lowry's getting old. Gasol's getting old. They're on expiring contracts. Um, and you'd want to see how Siakam develops in a, with another year under his belt. And he'll pretty much have control of that team. Now that'll be Pascal Siakam's team in terms of scoring. Um, but, and you'd want to sit and see, but you can't because you've got to make a decision because you've got those expiring contracts, the players are getting older. So they're in a, a tough spot and they're at a crossroads, I suppose. I mean, that championship really makes it much less stressful situation, I believe, um, where they won't yeah. feel under there as much as... Then they won't feel they're not as much... Ugh, they will feel as though they're not as much under as much pressure. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's the difference to between the two teams. Yes. Um the Clippers and the Raptors in making the trade that was necessary. Um, just quickly before we wrap up, winners and losers. Winners, Philadelphia 76ers and everyone else in the East. Classic. Um, <laughs> always finds a way. I mean... No Kawhi in the East is good. For other teams. <laughs> for other teams. <laughs> uh, my re- I mean, obviously the Clippers... Big yeah. winners. I have... I o- think oh, Oklahoma City yeah. are probably winners. I don't think that they had potential going beyond what they achieved and they were really locked up. Um, so I think this sort of creates a future for them. Toronto won a championship. Winner. So yeah, they're, winners. they're winners. More Literally winners. On Oklahoma, um, I definitely think they're winners because <laughs> they were, like I said before, they were at their ceiling. They had no flexibility. They had no assets. Now they have flexibility they have assets and they can now at a point they weren't winning a championship with what they had and now they can go whichever direction they desire with what they've got now um so it opens up a bunch of doors for Oklahoma so for the people seeing Paul George leaving going this is the worst thing ever happened blah 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 it's actually I think a massive blessing in disguise for Oklahoma um and they're massive winners um and the Lakers will losers because they didn't get Kawhi they got Anthony Davis though, but they could have had Kawhi. So in this situation, I think in this situation, that's my read as well. In this situation, purely because they were sort of on the, they were waiting, and 
they spent all of that time waiting instead of building, you know, the best team that they could with who they could. Um, that's why I think they're losers. And also the fact that they're sharing LA with the Clippers now. Yeah, that's going to be very fun to see how that one plays out it will moving be. forward. Um, I think that's all we've got time for in this podcast. Cod- Jesus Christ. Podcast. Um, LA's an NBA city. Big time. Yeah, and I think the fact that this pod took us 48 minutes and we still didn't really... We had to move on from things because we started having, um, you know, conversations on the side shows the extreme, like... The, the, everything around this situation, there were so many moving parts to it and so much, so many repercussions came from this. Um, so I think the fact that, yeah, we spoke for about 50 minutes and we had to cut it off on a lot of things just shows how crazy this is for NBA. Yeah. Um, if, I mean, we do have a free agency podcast also coming up, so don't worry, we'll, we, we will be covering that to all you, you know, Ravid fans out there, of which I'm sure there's many. Except that one star guy on Apple Except Podcast. the person that gave us one star. <laughs> I still want to know who that was. Uh, <laughs> At least leave a review if you're going to do that. We need some honesty. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd love some honest feedback. As far as we're, we're aware, we are the Delete. best podcast out there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, also, give us a rating on iTunes. Please. Uh, preferably five. Preferably not one. Yeah. I, I'll take a two. But, I mean, one seems a bit harsh. Uh, And, yeah, leave us us a review. Keep on listening. Uh, We will be back very soon with more more content. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thank you.